Welcome to Empower with Nancy's podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration, motivation, and leadership insights to help you feel empowered and equipped and live a life of fulfillment one day at a time. Hello, everyone, and thank you for Empower with Nancy's podcast. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about the foundations of self-mastery. I am honored to welcome Princeton Clark, self-mastery expert with 20 years of experience in personal and professional mastery space, former coach for Tony Robbins and Dean Graziazzi, host of the Evolved Mastery podcast that has reached over 123 countries, best-selling author and awakening for Inner Master, The Journey of Self-Mastery, and recently launched Warrior of Love, Speaker of Truth. Welcome, Princeton. How are you? Hello. I'm doing amazing. <laughs> How are you? Good, 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 good. So it's such a pleasure um, meeting you. I um, actually reached out to you through Instagram, and we've had a couple of conversations, and I, I'm very grateful to have you on my podcast today. Well, I'm grateful so, to be here. Thank you. So the first question I have, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the self-mastery questions. Um, so the first one is, can you introduce yourself and share your background and experience in the field of self-mastery? So just kind of open and talk a little bit about yourself first. Uh, oh, talking about me. I don't know how interesting that's going to be. No, I'm totally <laughs> joking. Um, um, self-mastery. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, when you think about self-mastery, as I always say, a lot of the times people think it's about pushing and forcing, you know, we're in this hustle and grind, you know, space in entrepreneurship and business now. And when I started my journey through self-mastery, you know, really becoming very conscious of, number one, my power to create the life that I truly desire to create, and also my power to create alignment in every aspect of my life in a way that it was in alignment with me you know, so that I was the center of my life and I wasn't always seeking the external. You know, I think a lot of the times mm -hmm. when we look at self-mastery, a lot of people will try to master all the external stuff, but they don't master the internal. You know, they're not aware of their own conscious psychology, their emotional intelligence, you know, what their motivations are or what their core values are. And, you know, through the process of self-mastery over the years, those are things that I really dove deeper into, you know, becoming a speaker, a coach, a leader in the space. It was always for me about being and understanding the depths of self. If I want to be great in any area, be it business, relationships, you know, any aspect of my life, then I must first understand myself, you know, and so mm -hmm. understanding the programs, you know, why I respond to things the way that I do, why other people respond, what are the motivations behind it? What are the, what's the psychological, you know, determining factors behind how and why a person develops the way that they develop, you know, it was a, it was a long process, but I say, I would never take another journey. You know, that this journey was mine. It was specifically for me to take. And there's so much value that I gained from it, you know, and it's only taken me to a whole new level, especially coming from where I came from, you know, where I didn't have, you know, the discipline, I didn't have the right belief systems. You know, I was still warring with, you know, the ideas of complacency and, comparing myself to other people, imposter mindset, you know, right. all of these things. And so it wasn't until I really started doing the work to understand consciously 
as I say in my book, Awakening Your Inner Master, we are not the brain. If I say the mind, nine times out of 10, people are going to think the brain, but the brain mm -hmm. is like a computer system. You know, a lot of times people say conscious, subconscious. I just say computer brain, conscious mind. Because mm -hmm. if I say I'm thinking, it's not my brain saying I am thinking. It is the awareness that thought is happening. So ultimately, I am not the brain or the programming of the brain. I am the one who is aware of the program happening. I am aware of the different choices that I have and how I get to respond through different things. And the more I master self, the more I more aware I become of self. And the more aware I become of self, the more it, it almost seems as though life or the way I process life begins to slow down. And I begin to take my power back, you know, in that power of choice that I have. A lot of the times we feel like we don't have a choice and like life is happening to us, not realizing that in many cases, as many people out there listening may have heard, you know, life doesn't happen to you. It's happening for happening you. For what you, you think is right. breaking you isn't breaking you. It's actually breaking you free. One of the questions that when you and I got to know each other, you had a very powerful story within yourself that was, it touched the heart, touched my heart. And I, and I would love to share that with my audience, to my audience so that they understand where we're all, we're not perfect. We all go through the struggles and your purpose is you're so passionate about what you love to do. And you have to be passionate about what you love to do. And you are helping so many people, people's lives, businesses. And can you share a little bit about what prompt you to do what you do today? Man, it was really after a failed suicide attempt at the age of 23. You know, mm -hmm. I have I have always say I feel like I've lived multiple lives in one life, but that was the moment that most drastically changed my life and set me on the trajectory to do what I do now. But, but you know, following this moment in time where, you know, I tried to end it. Like most people, I was saying I was done. You know, I'm not you know, I'm no good for anyone. You know, I'll never be a great father. I'll never have any value in my life. You know, I made a decision to try to end my life. And, you know, as we discussed, I failed miserably. You know, I put a gun to my head and, you know, people, because, you know, often people say, well, if you really wanted to kill yourself, you would have killed yourself. Yeah. You right. know, but the truth is, you know, I literally put a gun to my head and I pulled the trigger, but the gun misfired. That's when I had this powerful conscious shift in my own being because, after that happened, you know, they say your life flashes before your eyes. And I looked, you know, back upon my life and I realized that I wasn't where I was because of what happened to me. I was where I was because of how I chose to respond to it. And it illuminated me. It inspired me. It, it awakened me to such a level of my own power. Like I had created a life that I hate by choosing to think, act, and communicate in my life in a certain way that it created a reality. And that awareness, you know, being in victim mode, you could never really see that, look, I really am creating this. Right. You know, I may not have been able to control everything that happened, you know, from the abuse mm -hmm. of childhood mm -hmm. and the molestation, you know, mm -hmm. that I experienced. At this point in my life, I was a fully grown adult, sound mind, sound body. Well, <laughs> as sound as it could be at that point in time, you know, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I realized that. If I could, if I could make the decision, if I had the power all along to create the life I truly desired, then how much power did I really have if I started just living like I gave a damn? If I really right. started loving myself, you know, and as I took that journey, you know, that week, because I was an alcoholic, you know, I was an alcoholic before I was 21, you know, and I was on drugs, I was selling drugs, you know, I was, I've been in shootouts. And as I always say, you know, I've seen mo more things 
in person that most people see that most people only see on on TV. TV. Yeah, you know, it's like they are in that space where that was my reality, but for them, it's 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 not an experience. Like I experienced the deepest, probably some of the deepest traumas that a person in the U.S. could possibly feel. I won't say outside because there are much greater traumas, you know, and atrocities happening all over the world, you know, to people, and they don't have control, you know, over mm-hmm. what's happening to them. But so I never compare traumas in that sense. But I know for me, the trauma that I had experienced, you know, it broke me to a point. But after after I realized that I actually had more power than than what I was giving myself, because I was giving it away to everything. I was giving it away to my fears. I was giving it away to worry. I was giving it away to doubt. I was giving it away to other people's opinions and other people's thoughts, you know, and perspectives of my life. I was giving it away to all these negative ideas that I had created for myself. I had created all of these programs and given all of them an identity. And I was living behind a mask. But I realized in that season of my life, you know, number one, like after after that failed suicide attempt that week, I quit drinking cold turkey. I quit using drugs and I isolated myself for an entire year because mm-hmm. I knew what I didn't know. No, I, I knew that I had to learn how to love me. I knew right. that if I was going to create change in my life, then I had to first go deep enough to understand, like, what would truly give me joy? What would truly, you know, give me peace? What were the things that I had never tried before that I deserved to give myself the experience to try? You know, I had to learn Princeton and I had to get rid of all the masks that I had created for Princeton, you know? And so once I started doing that, I realized that with every one thing that I was masking, with every one issue that I had experienced issues or problems with, there was at least a million people out there struggling with just one of those things. And I realized that if I could overcome those things and I could become a light to show other people how to master those areas of their lives as well. And help and help them. And that... You know, when you say putting the mask on, you know, all of us are guilty of putting a mask on, right? Because we end up looking at our social media. We look, we want to, we want to be in someone else's lives. And then you, you, you start to fear and you live, you live the path that you really don't want to live. You want to live on the outside, but not deep down into your heart. So thank you for sharing um, that story, Princeton. What advice can you share with regard to someone who wants to give up on their life? What are what are a couple of things that you can share? Oh man, there's so much that I can share, but one thing that I can say to anyone listening right now, if you are feeling like you are ready to give up, you feel like you're at your wit's end, a lot of the times that happens because we live so much in the past and so much in the future that we don't get present with just right now. now and I always say, right. yeah, stop focusing so much on what hasn't happened, who didn't do what and who didn't show up and who isn't there. Living in your past on- too, right? right? Living in your past. Right. Cause you're, if you keep li- looking in the rear view mirror, you're never going to be able to go forward. And, and a lot of people right. struggle with that Princeton where we, the, 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 the fears and the struggles and the disappointments when you think of more of the disappointments and the struggles in your life than you look ahead of what you could have in your life. And that sticks mm-hmm. into our heads and we fear so that it, it's hard to just let it go. So like, how do you mm-hmm. let that go? Because in today's society, there are so many people that are not empowered and not fulfilled and not happy. And they just, the easy way is let me just give up. Either not giving up of losing, you know, taking their life, but giving up of just walking away, 
and, you know, either bury yourself in alcohol or drugs. Um, and then you start to go into the wrong path, the depression and everything else. So if, if there was just one, you know, magic dust that we can just put over someone to just cure them, you know, I know it's not that easy, but mm-hmm. something that you can provide to the audience of what is one thing, just start believing in yourself and start working on you and not working on others. Right. It all starts I would say, with us. Yeah. I would say, you know, again, everything is self, right. You know, self-esteem, mm-hmm. self-love, you know, self-awareness, right. you know, you know, all of these different, we can go down the list of all the self attributes that we are lacking in areas where, when we start getting depressed or when we start getting frustrated, you know, we lack self-confidence, you know, all of these different things, but ultimately I'd say, really look at your life and be Mm -hmm. honest with yourself. How do you wake up every single day? How many positive steps do you take every single day? Take responsibility for how you're communicating. Take responsibility for how you're thinking. Take responsibility for how you are responding to your life. Because as I always say, with every word, every action, you know, every thought, you are creating a reality. You know, you are creating a perception of your life. And depending on how you perceive the world and respond to the world, it's going to dictate how you navigate that movie of your life. But understand that you, as I always say, you are the writer, the producer, the director, and the main actor or actress in your own movie. If you don't like the script, rewrite the script. Like literally Mm -hmm. write down the life that would truly bring you joy from where you can see right now. And it it will expand. Believe me. It will change. You may only be able to see the short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it will Mm -hmm. change over time, you know? And so if you could just slow down and ask yourself, how can I show? What's one thing? I would say, if you only get 1% better over the course of 100 days, you become 100% better and everything else is a surplus. So if you could just look at your life every day and say, mm-hmm. what's one thing that I can do to de- do today that's going to make me better today? What's one action, one new thought I can think, one new way that I can I can communicate in my life? That's going to make me better today. And the goal is to get to the end of each day. And even though you're not where you want to be, be able to say, even though I may not be where I want to be today, I'm better. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to simply be better than you were the day before. And if you just continue putting one foot in front of the other, being a better version of you, regardless of what other people do, choose you, love you enough to be better for you first. And then watch your life begin to transform. Watch your circles. You're going to have to change the people you're around. You may have to change the job that you're working. You may have to walk Mm -hmm. out of the relationship that you're in. You have to put you first and love you enough to do what's best for you. Because if you are out of alignment, guess what? Everything you create is going to be out out of alignment because you're the root to the tree. So mm-hmm. if you want the fruit to grow differently in the tree, you got to go back to the root and you got you may have to uproot yourself sometimes to grow and place yourself in a place that can be nurturing for you. Well said. And boy, I felt that power. You're getting excited. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so let's go to the power of vision. Can you talk about discovery, the what, the must, and the action of maximizing your time with ROI? Mm. Again, time, I always say time is our greatest investment. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not money. It's not people. It's not any of the stuff on the surface. Time is our greatest investment. 
you know, and it's like once time gets gone, you never get that time back, you know. And right. so when I think about how I utilize the option of my time, I'm always going to ask myself, what's the ROI from the investment of my time, whether it's mm -hmm. with a client or with a relationship or with the business or with a new experience? There needs to be some sort of ROI. And I mm -hmm. need to ask myself, what? You know, what what is it that I truly hope to get out of this? I need to get clear on, on, on the what, you know, I need to know where I'm going, you know, and then I need to look at what are the things in order to achieve that what that I must do. Do. I get uh -huh. I, and it has to become a must. It must. It has to become a must because I, in order to guarantee this ROI as an as a result of the investment of my time and what I desire, in order to get the what, I must know the must, and then I must take those steps in a way that it's going to carry me into all of the things that I desire to create. You know, because if if I don't know the what, I'll never have a vision. You know, I'm just going to be in dream state most of my life. But the moment I always say vision is everything. But most people dream. They don't have a vision. They say they have a vision, but they don't have a vision because a dream doesn't become a vision until you can understand the steps to achieving Bingo. it. So Bingo. once you can see it, now you get the must. Now you know exactly what it takes to achieve it. Now I know how to respond. And now I have a compass. I'm clear in my steps. You know, I'm ordered. My steps are ordered. My steps are intentional. And I'm only going to take steps that get me a better time. It's going to get me a time ROI. You know, it's also going to give me a, time, a a professional ROI or a personal ROI, ROI, depending on what I'm investing that energy into, you know, and how mm -hmm. I'm utilizing that time. So get clear on the what, the must, and the how. You know, if, if you really want to elevate in your journey, you got to use time intentionally. You can't sit around and think the doors is, is going to open for you. You can't just go and, oh, because somebody says you should take this road, you take this road. I don't care what it looks like. What is your vision? Have you gotten clear within yourself on what you must do? Right. Instead and are of you following your life your with others, right? Others, people right. are saying, you need to do it this way because I think you're going to be great at this. And then you tend mm -hmm. to listen when you have multiple people tell you what you think you should do what they think you should do. Mm -hmm. And, and then they start following and they're not passionate about it because that's not what, that's not the path they want to lead. So, right. Okay. Right. Thank you. Um, how does having a strong vision connect with an individual sense of purpose and fulfillment? Well, I, well, number one, when it comes to the vision, again, there's a biblical passage that says for without a vision, the people perish. You know, when you don't have a vision for your life, I always say you're like a leaf blowing in the wind. You're just mm -hmm. carried to and fro. You know, there's no real direction. You just bump or jump rather from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next with no real intention. And I always say when there's no vision and there's no intention, you're not living, you're surviving. Mm -hmm. You're just surviving the experience right. of life, mm -hmm. you know? And so when I get a vision, because my vision, number one, is centered from within me and I'm clear on what I not, not only what I get to create, I'm clear on how I'm utilizing my time. I'm also clear on how I think and process through my life, how I respond to my life because I am so intentional. And so as I begin to do that and as I begin to love myself through that process, 
I start feeling free. I'm no longer bound by what other people feel or what other people think for me or what what life says, you know, or what path life may be leading me down. I'm no longer bound by that because I am actively showing up in my life. And when I love myself enough to show up actively for me first, that translates into how I show up for business or how I show up for other people. But it also translates into how I show up in the entirety of my life, which now, because I'm intentional in what I'm creating, my ROI is, is always in the positive. Now I feel fulfilled in how I'm living my life. But it all starts with getting clear on the vision. If I want to feel free in my life, then that means I have to be creating a life that's in alignment with me. Anytime we don't feel free, it's because we're creating something out of alignment. We're creating something that's and we're utilizing time the wrong way. We're thinking the wrong way. We're communicating the wrong way. We're responding the wrong way. And so when we don't feel free, we definitely don't feel fulfilled, you know? And Absolutely. so both of those, if I want to feel more freedom in my life, I want to feel more fulfilled. And I live in an area, because like I said earlier, you know, there are other people in other countries who they don't have, I mean, freedom isn't free for them, you know, but here it's in controlled. America, <laughs> yeah, yeah, their, their freedom is controlled if we want to call it freedom. but here we get to choose how I wake up every single day. Like there's nobody making me slack. There's nobody making me procrastinate. There's nobody making me complain. There's not a, gu a gun to my head from someone making me live my life a certain way. I wake up every single day and I either I'm going to survive life or I am going to be intentional and choose how to create my life so that I can truly be free. So that I know that I'm using my power to create my life. Because the thing about it is, when I know that I'm using my power to create, then there's never a reason for me to complain. You have control. There's never a reason. Right. If, if anything happens, I can take responsibility and say, okay, I made that decision. Okay. I understand why I got this result. Okay. I take responsibility for that. Like, I don't get upset. Like, I don't complain when things don't happen for me because ultimately when things don't happen, it's a mirror to me of how I either didn't show up or how I may have made the wrong decision, or maybe it wasn't the wrong decision. Maybe I just moved too hastily, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't quite process through it. Maybe I got so excited and it felt good. And I just went with it without taking into consideration the, the different levels of growth within that opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. or the things that I may not have been prepared for within that opportunity, whether it's a relationship, a business opportunity, a new client, whatever it is, you know? And so I take full ownership of my life and that's so freeing because now it's like when something happens, like I said, I don't complain. I'm not worried because I know what, like I tell my clients all the time, don't complain about the results you don't get from the work you don't do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to complain. Like mm -hmm. I am the, mm -hmm. I am writing the script for my life. So there's no point in me, me getting upset when I wrote the script. If I don't like it, I just need to sit down, go back to the drawing board, write a new script and start acting it out in my life daily. And don't beat yourself up over it. If you make a mistake and, and, right. and you learn from your mistake, we all learn from our mistakes. And we, every day, sometimes we can get disappointments or you, you know, you focus on my day is going to look like this and it doesn't go exactly the way you wanted it. Something veered off. And then you just from that one situation, your day is done, right? Most people are like, oh my gosh, right. my day did not go right. And I wanted to get to work on time, but I was running late. I get in the car, I'm driving and people are cutting me off or driving slow or I'm stuck in traffic. And then what goes in their mind? I'm going to have a shitty day. 
<laughs> one of those. This is going to be gonna one, be of, those one of those days, right? And you, <laughs> you hear that, and then there you go, negative Nelly. You're fearing, yeah. and and it just goes down the path that you don't want it to go down. So, right. How does a clear vision serve as a power motivator to drive individuals to take action? Now, you did share that, you know, you control your life regardless. And we, you and I both agree that you can have and do anything you want in your life because it is up to you and you have a very Mm -hmm. clear vision. Do you think it's impactful for people to have that clear vision, just writing down everything that they've ever wanted, right? Or writing down everything they ever wanted and writing down all the things that are disappointing to them and Mm -hmm. taking that and learning from it. So they have a clear vision to their path. Can you, can you talk a little bit about how powerful that can motivate them? Right. So one is, you know, that's a great question, you know, because one thing that I have all my clients do when I start working with them in the space of the self-mastery program that I have is before our first session, I'll have them write. There's a, it's a three-part assignment and one part, Mm -hmm. the first part, they're going to write out their life as it is all the quote unquote, good, bad, ugly, everything. Be extremely honest. This is how I wake up every single day. This is how much I procrastinate. You know, this is how much time I spend watching TV. This is how late I am in my bills. This is what I'm not creating. These are the experiences I'm not having. Like be completely honest. My life as it is from from what you can see. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And then the second part of the assignment is my life as I desire it to be from where I am now. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you go there and it's like you start writing out that life, you know, how much money you want to be making. What new experiences do you want to have? What emotional state do you want to be flowing from? How much love do you want to have and experience? What do you want your relationships and your friendships to look like? What do you want to see yourself doing in the next, you know, one to five years? What does that look like? And as you start thinking about what that version of you looks like, you know, how are they showing up every single day? What are their daily habits? What types of people are they hanging around? What types of conversations are they having? And then I want you to look at the future version of you, that future life that you desire. And I want you to look at the life that as it is now. Mm -hmm. And I want you to ask yourself, what is this version of you doing that this current version of you is not doing? Mm -hmm. And then from there, create a vision through the reactions and the responses of that future version of you. What goals, what are some steps you can start taking now? Because as I always say, with vision comes provision. You will never be given a vision for something that's impossible for you. So if you can actually see that version of you it's that is possible. successful, that does have healthy relations. Mm-hmm. It's 100% possible. If you can see it, it's 100% possible. And all you have to do is write that script out, write out, script out the goals that but you feel must it. now start to- Feel it though, right? right. For instance, like you have, when you're right. doing that, like you have to feel it, put the power, the energy and everything, because like you said, you, you nailed it. If you see that vision, you can head down that path. And as long as you feel it and as you're writing it, put that energy into it because it will happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to 100%. cut you off, but that was perfect. Because no. <laughs> you need to understand. <laughs> no, 100%. So <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 100%. Like if you can see it again, this goes into the next phase of writing the vision is like I always say, write the goals down, but don't just write the goals down, write the steps down to achieving each goal mm-hmm. because that's what enhances or rather gives you the compass for navigating your vision 
you can't just write the goals down. You can't just say, you know, I'm waking up happier and healthier every single day. What are some things that you're doing to be happier and healthier? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just say I'm I'm I have a business and I'm working with a team and I'm and I'm now speaking at events and I'm coaching clients. Okay, what are the steps that you must learn and what are the th- things that you must do in order to build that team? What are the things that you must educate or the areas that you must educate yourself in and how must you develop in order to get to that point where you're speaking on stages or you're coaching other people? Like if you don't see the steps, you know, this is why I always say, like, I'm a big proponent, find somebody who's doing what you say you want to do and lean into them, like ask the questions, you know, because they've traversed the path, like go deeper into it, you know, and, and really get focused because a lot of the times, no matter what level we get to, we all have blind spots. It doesn't matter how much we think we we know and no, what we think we are yeah. with every new level. There's a new level of us that that we are are going to face, you know, and we we have blind spots. And so this is why I always say, I get around people, you know, who know more than me, who have done more than me, who can see things that I have never experienced. Because when I talk about my vision, if they've already achieved it, they're going to be able to see my blind spots. They're going to say, okay, I see and understand how you're doing that, but this is going to limit you right here. This is going to stop you. Like Mm -hmm. this is going to slow your progress. Not to say you can't make it here, but you're adding five to 10 years into your process by not learning this one thing. Like I get around people. And this is what I always say as a coach. When you find a great coach, they turn decades into days, Mm -hmm. you know, and so get clear on the path, get clear on what you must achieve that way. Now, especially in this age of digital information, when I get clear on my goals and I get clear on what I must do to achieve the goals and I can now see what I must learn now, it makes it very easy for me to find mentors, coaches, books, information that aligns with what I need. Because a lot of people are just out there gorging information, getting a bunch of stuff that they can't even really apply to full efficiency because they're just getting stuff done. You know, it's like, this is a part of the vision and the vision is just all over the place. It's like, this is a part of the vision. This is a part of the vision. So they just grab information, but it's like, no, can you see the steps Mm -hmm. instead of trying to go from here to here to here to here? It's like, no. All over. Mm -hmm. Take the steps efficiently when your vision is clear. And so that's why it's so important you know, to get clear, you know, first on how are you showing up now? How is that future version of you showing up to create the life you say you desire? What are the goals and the steps to the goals required in order to achieve the life that you truly desire? And how can you become more consistent every single day now that you have a compass? Start taking those steps. Now, every day I wake up, when I write my vision every single day, you know, I I tell my clients all the time, you should be writing your vision and communicating your vision every single day. There should not be one day where you don't communicate it because what's going to happen is when you stop communicating it and you stop doing that, you're going to get so into the work that you're just going to start you doing forget stuff. the vision. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to outgrow the current level of the vision that you can see. And now right. you outgrow it. Now you're moving into new stuff. But because you didn't remember where you left off and you're not clear now, this is where people get to that point where they're like, I just feel stuck. Like, I don't know what to do next. You know, it's like, I know that this is what I want to do. I know this is what I want to achieve, but I just feel like there's this brick wall in front of me. And it's like, you've just, your your vision isn't clear anymore. Mm-hmm. I can always tell when someone doesn't have a clear vision, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're clear, you can say, okay, this is my next step. This is what I'm currently working on. Once I finish this right here, my next part, 
within the next couple of months, this this is where I want to manifest, you know, change. I want to host this event. This event is going to be catering to this group of people. And the goal number is X amount of people. But And I can just go on and on. Like when someone asks me, like I can literally do that on and on and on and on. If you can't do that, you don't have a clear vision. Mm-hmm. Even, and people say, well, what about being, you said being in the present moment. I am in the present moment, but as a creator, just because I can see what I desire to create and I've gotten clear on what must be done, once I get clear on that, this is what makes it so powerful. Going back to the question, what makes that so powerful is now in the moment, again, every step I take is powerfully intentional because it's a step of purpose. But the vision is my roadmap. It's my roadmap. So some people stay so present, but they don't have a vision and they never go anywhere. And that's why they get stuck in the insanity, just doing stuff, you know, thinking they're getting stuff done, but they're not really progressing. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Great information. So we have um, about five more minutes left of our of our interview. And I I wanted to talk a little bit about leadership and company culture. I love Mm. this part. What can we share with my audience who are CEOs, COOs, business owners, leaders of companies about maximizing their impact, productivity, and company culture? Mm. Well, that's that in and of itself. There's layers to that. But what I can say for any space of leadership, mm-hmm. the, the greatest leader is first someone, as I always said, who has learned to lead themselves. So that means if I want to develop a healthy company culture, or as I say now, a company community, because a company is made up of multiple people from di- people. having mm-hmm. different life experiences. They come from different cultural experiences. They have different mindsets. You know, it's a conglomeration of a bunch of different people from a d- bunch of different walks of life. And becoming a great communicator as a leader, when I realize as I always say, we're all spirits on a journey having different human experiences. I believe the guidepost or or what I would say is the main pillar of being a great leader to build that type of company culture is someone who understands what's happening within the culture or the community uh-huh. of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I'm in an office or I'm running a firm or whatever it is, you know, I'm helping build a, a, build a new team, you know, whatever it is, I have to understand what's going on. I have to understand what is the mindset? How do I develop or evolve the mindset? You know, if we want to start hitting certain numbers, we want to hit certain goals. How can I communicate to a way or in a way rather that can efficiently guide the people that I am leading? You know, how and also, am I the example of what I am leading them into? You know, am I patient? Am I kind? Mm-hmm. Am I communi- communicative? Am well. I clear in how I di- direct them? You know, because I think a lot of people try to lead, but I say just because a person leads doesn't mean that they are a leader. You know, in John Maxwell's book, The Five Levels of Leadership, he says the yes. top level of leadership, Excellent like book. a level five leader is mm-hmm. someone that people follow because they love them. Yes. Like they Bingo. follow because they love them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, there's other levels of leaders, you know, whether you you are a leader by assignment, you know, or by position or by ranking or role. It doesn't matter. You know, but the greatest leader, yeah, you know, but the greatest leader is one mm-hmm. who is capable of leading 
in a way that draws people to love them. People show up not because they have to, but because they genuinely care and they genuinely want to see you win because the impact that you have on them means so much. They feel seen. They feel heard. They feel understood. They feel yep. truly led and supported by love. And a lot of the times in business spaces, you don't hear people talk about the importance of having love in a culture. Well, let's look at it in general. Like if we're talking about a tribe, you mm -hmm. know, if I'm building a team and that team is my tribe. Well, if that tribe is doesn't have unity, it doesn't have love, you know, it doesn't have tenets around love and morality, how we treat one another, how we communicate to one another, that tribe nine times out of 10 is going to be very destructive. It won't last long. You know, but look at the tribes yeah. that that are that function as a unit. You know, they're sensitive to what's going on in each part of the tribe. They're aware of what's going on. The leaders or the chiefs, you know, they communicate and they guide based on the needs of the people. And they because they understand that if the community is going to thrive, then the community and the, and where it goes from here is based on how it's now led and how I now cultivate that that company or culture around them. You know, mm -hmm. how do we process through this? You know, when things get hard, when a storm hits, how do we navigate it? How do we rebuild? Can your people lean into you because they know you, they trust you, but beyond that, they know you genuinely care about them. You know, like and, I'll show and, up. Yeah. And they'll go help ahead, you. So when you, when you do that and showing that love, when, when you have to pivot your business, right? then everyone will all come in collectively. The community will all come in collectively to help you to the next level. When you when you have leaders that just focus on just the business itself and not the people, the culture, the community, it's it's it, it doesn't create a good company and organization. Right. The, the community is the one that runs the company, right? Right. Without the community, the company goes nowhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When, but when I know you got to go. I know we're running up on time <laughs> and you have to go. But we'll, we'll have to do a part two to this because I know there's so much more that we could have could have discussed there, today. There, There is. You know, it is, it's very... Um, it's powerful, lots of great information. I definitely agree with you. I think we need to do part two um, because there's so much more that I want to share that you want to share. We share together. And it's important just to have this interview organic, you know, because I can feel your passion and I love it. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful for you to be on my podcast today, Princeton. And again, thank you so much. And with gratitude for all my listeners. Thank you for listening today. All right. Thank you, love. It's been great. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and share it with a friend. To connect with me and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at EmpowerWithNancy and visit my website, HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash empowerwithnancy.com to learn more about how coaching with me can significantly enhance your life and business. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. See you next time.